when you close your eyes and you think about the skill set of this future employee of Gloria Chow PR, what is your dream scenario? I really want someone who can kind of be like a unicorn. I don't know if it's too much to ask, but someone who is a content and podcast person where I can do what I love to do, which is speak to you and build partnerships. And then this person just takes all the content and delegates it to whether it's a video editor or a writer and just churns out like emails and content and just keeps that value super high. You need a director of content. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And by the way, content marketing is a huge beast of a job because they're strategizing, they're putting together the calendar, they are producing the content, they're cutting the clip. It's labor and it's brains. You don't want to give this person other responsibilities because they're not going to succeed at the job you hired them for. Welcome to the iFund Women Show, where we are talking to one entrepreneur about one huge problem in her business, and we are going to help her solve it. I'm your host, Karen Kahn. My team and I founded iFund Women to help female entrepreneurs get access to the capital, the expert coaching, and the lucrative connections all designed to grow our ideas into profitable, sustainable businesses. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am Karen, and I'm so happy to be here with my friend Gloria Chow, who runs a boutique PR agency serving the small business community called Gloria Chow PR. And she's a very good friend of iFund Women's, and I'll tell you why in a second. But first of all, welcome, Gloria. It's so good to see your beautiful face. Woo, I'm excited to be here. It's so funny because I try to give you a little background and context on our guests because I think it's helpful. And Gloria is usually coaching me and my team and the iPhone women entrepreneurs on a lot of things related to PR and comms and marketing. She's really a PR guru for small businesses. And we don't have a publicist. And we also don't have anyone on PR at iPhone Women, Inc. So she does workshops for our entrepreneurs. So hot tip, go and look at iPhone Women's workshop calendar, iPhoneWomen.com backslash workshops. And we have Gloria on all the time. And she really is generous with her time in talking to entrepreneurs and small business owners around how to get PR, how to build up your thought leadership, how to build buzz and all that good stuff. So first of all, thank you, Gloria, for being a woman who legitimately pays it forward. Oh, you too. That's why we're in this together. We are. Okay. So Gloria, tell the people who you are, tell the people about your business Keep it kind of short. I know you know how to do that because you're a master pitch owner. And then talk to us about the problem you want us to help solve on the iPhone Women Show today. Boom. Done. So my sole mission in life is to elevate the voices that have been cut out of the narrative. So that's women of color. That's people who are like first generation immigrants. And I am on a mission to rewrite what an entrepreneur looks like. And that starts with how it's reflected back at us in media. So I teach this method that I gather from cold calling thousands of newsrooms. I never worked at an agency. I don't have any kind of fancy contacts. And literally just from cold calling, I came up with my three-step CPR pitching method, which if you look at the iPhone Woman Library, you'll be able to see what that stands for and see how you can land media as well. So that's helped over 5,000 entrepreneurs in every industry, whether they're making bracelets in their garage or whether they're startups to get media organically. Wow. That was a tight pitch. That was a super tight pitch. (laughs) So CPR, what does that stand for? 
So from all the times I've cold called, I've cold emailed, I picked up on patterns of when the editor, who, by the way, I don't know, messaged me back. And they usually had these three things in common. So C stands for credibility. P stands for point of view, because experts have point of view, and that's what we're trying to do. And R stands for relevance. The whole point of the pitch is to transform your marketing sales pitch into something that is newsworthy. Because remember, you're not selling your product or service to the journalist. You're positioning yourself as an expert, someone with a point of view, someone with maybe a contrarian point of view, someone with a prediction, whatever that point of view is you want to offer that up. And that's how you bypass buying an ad. And we don't want to buy an ad because those are expensive at the early stage. So that makes a whole lot of sense. And I think it's so interesting that we're now here in the sort of golden age of startups and this methodology. I know you've been working on it for a while. So talk to us about the problem we can help you solve today. So I'm at a point in my business where I know the program works. I have a way to fulfill it, but I'm unable to truly have the peace and, you know, the 25 hours a week that I want, right? So it comes down to team. I have five part-time contractors. I have a podcast agency. I don't know who's my first full-time hire. And that's really my first question is, how do I do that? The second one is, do I hire someone who's much smarter and experienced than me, a mid-level marketing manager or someone who is a little bit younger, but maybe is my ideal customer avatar? Oh, my ideal customer avatar. I love this. Okay. So we can definitely help you with that. I pride myself on being a fabulous hirer of talent. And a lot of what I learned came from my years at Google, where my brain was used as a part of the data set that was injected into the hiring algorithms. So I think a lot about hiring and hiring the right people. So there's lots of answers to your questions, but I want to ask you a couple things first. Okay. So how long have you been in business, Gloria? I've had my digital program for about two years. Great. Mm -hmm. And with your freelancers, so you said you had five freelancers and a podcast agency. So tell me about your freelancers and what exactly they do for you. So I have an overseas virtual assistant who does a lot of the admin work. I have a back-end funnels and ads person that does the course, the sales page, the ads. I have an outreach director who has been with me the longest. She's been with me since the beginning of time, and she really is the one that is doing kind of social media. She's also doing the sales like in the DMs. She's doing the community posts, and it's hard for me to let go of her because she's been with me for so long, right? But she's also not So like why a, are you letting go of her? Because I think that she wants to work with influencers and luxury fashion, and that's not really my business model. So she's family in a way, but I think she is more you know, motivated by working with influencers. So she works with you, and she's like a ride or die, and you know you're probably going to lose her because she's moving on in her career. She's, well, she's already moved and- on, right? I got her as an intern, and then I kept elevating her. When I first met her, she couldn't even turn on her camera. She was so shy. Now she's speaking on podcasts and she's like giving talks. So just seeing her transformation is amazing. That's an amazing testament to your leadership. (laughs) No, seriously. So take this in. You're about to hire your first full-time person, which is an investment. And it can be very scary. Absolutely. For a founder of a company when, you know, first of all, congratulations that you're able to make your first full-time hire because that means you're crushing it and you have too much business There's never such thing as too much business, but you have enough business that can sustain another full-time person in addition to the, 
cadre of freelancers that you have that are obviously fabulous. Okay. So you've got your ads person, you've got your salesperson, you've got this Swiss army knife woman who is going on with her career to work with influencers. Who did we miss? And then I also had a part-time director of ops that I hired was very expensive for three months to build out our systems. So now we have SOPs and systems and she's no longer with us because you know, she finished her contract. And then I have a podcast agency that takes everything that we're doing, you know, like if we record and then they make reels and blogs, although not super optimally, I feel like I have so many testimonials every single day and we're just not leveraging content. Like I think we're probably underutilizing content, we're probably 30% uh, level of effectiveness with our content. Okay. That is very good intel. So when you close your eyes and you think about the skill set of this person or the output, what is your dream scenario? So for example, it could be like, I am closing my eyes and this person is selling a million dollars worth of business in 2023. So who do you want? Well, we definitely are going to reach that million dollar mark if but I, I want to, you know, soon, not in the next six months, but probably in the next nine months. And I really want someone who can kind of be like a unicorn. I don't know if it's too much to ask, but someone who is a content and podcast person where I can do what I love to do, which is speak to you and build partnerships. And then this person just takes all the content and delegates it to whether it's a video or editor or a writer and just churns out like emails and content and just keeps that value super high because we're all about giving value. But I, I don't think that the cadence and frequency is at a point where it's getting to as many people as it could be. So you need a content strategist slash content marketer. You need a director of content. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because at the end of the day, the KPIs, key performance indicators for our friends listening, also known as the goal of this future employee of Gloria Chow PR will be you are director of content marketing and your KPIs are driving sales through content. So that's through really well-written targeted emails, really well-produced reels or TikToks or podcast clips and targeted at the right people with the right captions and all the right things in and around that content and distributing it, correct? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Right now, we're just kind of posting, but there's no strategy. I don't have anyone that has, I don't want to say smarter than me, that has more content knowledge than I do. So we just answered your question. Yes, you want to hire someone smarter than you, only yes. because this is not your core skill set. Yeah. Unless it is, and I'm missing something. So if you were not the CEO and founder of the business, could you do this job in your sleep? And I'll put myself in your shoes for a second. If someone told me, Karen, go put together a content strategy. I mean, I could patchwork it together because I've been in media and tech for 25 years. So like I could slap something together, but I've never done that before. So I'm not yeah. experienced in that. Are you experienced in that? No, I don't think so. I think I can definitely give value, but I think what separates someone that's, you know, like can talk on a podcast and have it work for them is a strategy, right? How do we take one piece of content and then get like 10x what we've recorded? I'm trying to do that, but I don't think I'm doing optimally at all. Okay. Let me ask you this in a different way. So let's just think about you for a second. What are your superpowers in business? Is it sales? Is it you as talent, which I can say is definitely one of your superpowers, even if you don't huh. think it is for the listeners that haven't listened. And I will actually link this. I was on Gloria's podcast and I have to say, and this is no BS, 
I would not say this if it wasn't true. Mm -hmm. Gloria interviewed me and asked me questions that no one else is bold enough to ask. And they were completely right up my power alley and stuff I love to talk about, which is race and equity and inclusion and all the things that are a little bit sensitive, especially for a white lady named Karen to talk about. But Gloria came and she really brought it to the interview. It wasn't just a regular interview of like, okay, tell us about iPhone women and blah, blah, blah. It was so substantive. And so you really crush it on interviewing. Is that the journalist in you? Tell me what your superpowers technically are. Yeah. I mean, I, I think from like a metaphysical level, I just, I just make people feel at ease so that they can be seen and like feel like they're invited to the table. Right. So that's kind of like this, the energy behind everything I do now, how that's manifested. I think I'm a great interviewer, right? I, I make people feel seen, but I'm also not afraid to go really deep. Like my friends always joke with me that I'll be in, on the dance floor having like a Oprah soul session crying about someone's like miscarriage. And I literally just met them in the bathroom. Right. So that's oh my kind of gosh. my superpower is I can go really, really deep with someone because I'm unafraid to share as well. I think in terms of like the actual business part, I think I'm great at sales in the sense that I'm unafraid to sell because I know my program works and it's about transforming people's lives. So I'm unafraid to do that. But I'm not a good strategist because I'm I'm an ideas person, right? I'm like, let's do this, let's do this. So in terms of like the organization around it, it's not the best. That's okay, but that's just not your skill set. It's not that it's not the best. It's that that's not where your superpowers are. And that's... Totally fine. So now we know what your superpowers are and we know who you're looking for, a director of content marketing. Mm -hmm. And that is great. So I want to answer your other question, which is, should I hire someone smarter than me? And I want to reframe the question. And I think that's probably why you had the question, which is what makes you so incredibly smart and savvy and why I love talking to you. It's not about being smarter. It's about having a skill set that you don't have. Because you don't want to be duplicative. You don't want to bring another visionary ideas person, amazing seller, person with like unlimited amounts of empathy. And you're you're an empath, which is why people open up to you and they feel comfortable. All that stuff is you're the CEO. You're the owner of your brand. That's your brand. You don't want somebody that has that same skill set or is going to come in and like take over your brand. First of all, you want to build out your team with skills and skill sets that you do not have. So it doesn't make them smarter than you. It just makes them experienced in other areas, which is great. That is like a mic drop moment. I do agree. I think it's not the right question to ever ask if someone is smarter. It's, I think that's actually incorrect. I do think we should hire for complementary skill sets. I guess one level deeper than that is, do I hire someone who is really experienced at marketing, right? Has millions of dollars, whatever, in sales, but maybe not for my industry. Or maybe he doesn't really understand the tone of women of color, you know, founders, but has a lot of marketing expertise. Or do I hire someone who is, no? Okay. Well, let me let you finish your question, but just no. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because I think marketing theory and applying it to like a SaaS company is very different than like online business entrepreneur. I feel like it's a little bit harder to find people who are specializing this exact niche, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I definitely think you're wrong. Only because like I run a platform with 200,000 members, 75% of whom are badass women of color entrepreneurs. And that's just like our little world of iFund women. So you can absolutely find a director of content who is a woman of color and who serves 
business services. So yes, you're not SaaS. You are a business service. So it will not be hard to find this person who is experienced content marketer, content strategist for small business services, period, and as a woman of color and understands the whole gestalt of what you're trying to do. And that's a great question. And it sort of leads me into some thoughts around how to find this person. And quite frankly, this person's going to be great. They're not a unicorn. This is a highly sought after, but very tangible job you are hiring for. It's not like you're hiring to replace yourself as a CEO. And then you're looking for like, oh my goodness, I need a unicorn. I need the person that can do it all and like be me. And just as an FYI for anyone listening, that is not me projecting onto Gloria at all. I'm just thinking of in the unicorn sense, I think replace, I think CEOs and I think engineers and product people and marketers. Yes. I think unicorn is actually a really crappy word. We're getting rid of some stuff here. We're changing the lexicon a little bit on this show. It is not about hiring people smarter than you. It's hiring people that have skill sets that you don't have. And it's not about looking for a unicorn because unicorns don't exist. I'm just like talking myself through this whole unicorn moment. Unicorns don't exist. I think you're looking for a rock star. You're looking for a dependable, super smart, savvy, hungry rock star who gets it and gets you and gets your PR firm, understands your customers and what you are selling. Yeah, that does sound accurate. And then if, if I can have- I think have you're looking for a thoroughbred horse, if anything. <laughs> but I, that, that's the thing, right? I think for small businesses is we, we don't have the budget or resources to hire for a lot of different roles. So a lot of times the roles are kind of blended, right? So one of the problem areas is, okay, I understand I need a podcast and content director who can take all the content and then make it work for me. But I have this other piece, which is like community engagement and then also in the DMs with my potential customers. Is that detrimental if I have this person do that as well? Or you think this should be a completely separate thing? These are such good questions, Gloria, because the people that listen to this podcast are running <laughs> small businesses and have people that are working for them that are jacks and janes of all trade, but then they're masters of none. And it's how most startups have to start. When we started iFund Women, I was making videos, being the mm. CEO, doing customer service, teaching workshops. Olivia was wearing like five hats. She was running our social. Then she was running our marketing. She was doing operations. I mean, literally she was doing like five jobs, mm. you know, so that's how it goes. But we're a tech startup. And I think what's different about your company, you are a boutique PR firm for small businesses and you are the name on the masthead. So the vision is always going to come from you. And when you think about the people you want to hire, hiring a content director is a brilliant first move. Because what I heard from you is that you have a freelancer already who's in the DMs and selling people. You have an assistant who's organizing your admin stuff. So a content strategist will put together an editorial calendar for you for the year. And it could be startup season. I'm giving you kind of like iPhone women's editorial calendar. So like in the spring, it's really startup season. It's when people are fundraising, businesses are launching. It's also Women's History Month in March. So just there's a lot of buzz in the women entrepreneurship space in March. And then it's IWD, International Women's Day on the 8th of March, right? So I'm just thinking like content strategy. I'm going to now go to June where it's Pride. 
So we have a large cohort of queer founders on iFund Women, and we support them 24 7, 365. This isn't like a, oh, it's Pride, so we're going to do something for our queer members. No, we do fund queer founders all year long. It's literally in our navigation. Love it. That being said, on Pride in June, we blow out the content marketing. So the strategy starts with really like a great editorial calendar, looking at the dates, the calendar literally, and seeing what you care about as a brand and where you want to plug in. So Let's get back to the podcast. Are you looking for someone to say, okay, Gloria, it is pride and you have XYZ person is booked on the pod in May or in April and we want to post that one. We want to put that one up in June. So number one, it's like the planning, right? You need somebody to like Mm -hmm. plan this out to say like, okay, we want four episodes in pride one a week with queer founders. And so, you know, you have to like lock and load on those episodes months ahead of time. So is it that that you're looking for? Yeah. I mean, you you said some amazing things. I think editorial calendar for sure. And where we want to plug in. I think everyone needs that and it's very customized. In terms of the podcast, I think that's probably one fifth of what I'm talking about. So yes, I, I would like this person to figure out how can we, using the various places we're devoting resources to, podcasts being one of them, paid, cast, paid ads being one of them, my mailing list being one of them, how can we make it more relevant so that we're like, you know, having the right conversations with the right people and always increasing that top of funnel. So yeah, that would be one part of what this person would do. But then it's also, you know, leveraging it for all the different social media platforms as well. Absolutely. I mean, you literally are looking for a director of content. It is fact-based reporting that when you give somebody one job, and by the way, content marketing is a huge beast of a job because they're strategizing, they're putting together the calendar, they are producing the content, they're cutting the clip. It's labor and it's brains, all the things. So if you can imagine, you don't want to give this person other responsibilities because they're not going to succeed at the job you hired them for. Yeah. And especially in FTE, a full-time employee, not especially really with any employees, whether they're part-time freelancers, give people one job, one role rather that they can crush. If someone's in sales, let them sell, give them a goal. If someone's in content marketing, let them create content and produce it, put it out and measure it and track it and ladder up to all the KPIs that you want them to hit. So I would say don't hire a Jane or a Jack of all trades, hire an experienced content marketer. And that means social content, content is all the things. It's video, it's audio, it's sight, sound, emotion, it's, it's social, it's all the things. Okay. So, so, I mean, obviously I can, I can give them enough work for it to be full time. I think a lot of the times. Oh my gosh, girl, you're going to need like four of these people eventually. I'm telling you right now. So Shaquilla Todd is our head of content at iPhone mm-hmm. Women. She just celebrated her second anniversary. Love you, Shaquilla. Yay. She's brilliant. We didn't have a content strategy before. We just didn't. And Shaquilla came in and that was her passion and she created it. And she drives so many sales. Not she, her group, the whole team. Yeah. You know, she has a team of people, the marketing team who we've got Steven creating video. We've got Mika who's doing workshops and email, like all of our emails are Mika and Gabs, who is our graphic designer, who just produces Mm. the most beautiful imagery and web design, which that is a whole other part of content marketing that you really do need a separate person. Like you can't expect this person to be 
a dope graphic designer if that's what you need in addition to creating and cutting all the other content and writing. LinkedIn might be a great place for you to lean into as well. So this would come with a great content marketer. I think the next question is, okay, so we, we know that people succeed when they have clear roles and responsibilities, right? That's how, but then that completely is in opposition to like the small business stealthy mindset where you're trying to maximize resources. So how, where is that line where I'm like, okay, the director of content, maybe right now you can also do videos and a little bit DMs, or do you think just like go all in, invest in this first and full time, elevate them and then hire other people who are working underneath them. Of course, that's a resource and budget issue, but maybe it's worth it in the long run, you think? Great question. So let's talk about your sales. So how are you getting sales now? So we have a top of funnel strategy that includes the podcast, the evergreen or live webinar, which we, you know, we run, run ads to. We have um, social media, which I don't have that many followers, but the followers are very engaged. And then we have our Facebook group. So that's kind of the top of funnel strategy. And are you in there like in the DMs and talking to people? Like, I know you're super active. So is that you? And no, no shade. Like, no. I don't, I cannot be that person because I, I cannot be in the weeds like that. I will not ever get any of my own work done. So that is a big piece is that DM sales conversation, but maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe it's just writing a flow What chart about the of, freelancer that's doing it now? Yeah, she's, she's doing a great job, but you know, she's obviously like, I don't know how long she wants to be doing this. I think she probably has a little bit like outgrew this role, even though she really knows my company, but do I really need to be paying someone $30 an hour to be sending DMs? I'm not sure. Well, it depends on the ROI they're driving. So let's say, how much do you pay this person? Just give me round numbers in a week. So $30 an hour, how many hours a week do they work? She's usually working about anywhere from 12 to 15 hours right now. Okay. So 500 bucks a week? Yeah. On the off season, on the slow season. Yeah. And does she convert the leads? I think she does a pretty good job of converting them, but it could be better because right now, like we haven't really made that many sales because I'm kind of like taking a little bit of a break, but I'm still paying her, but we're not making that many sales right now. But, and I do give her a commission. So there is an incentive on top of that too. Okay. So sales is definitely different than marketing. Obviously you do marketing to drive sales. You are a service-based business and the talent and the product you're selling is you. And so when you say, I was taking some time or slowing down a little bit. That's because you only have a certain amount of bandwidth to deliver for your customers, a premium experience, which I know you, and I know you deliver a premium experience. Yeah, it's very important to me, but I also have so many hours in a day. So that's kind of the bottleneck. Right. So my question to you is just yes or no it. So you're the product we're selling. It's your brain and you're working on these projects with your clients, correct? No. So it's actually, it's a digital program. It's on Evergreen. So it's like they have a media database. Okay. Let's back it up. Tell us exactly the product you are selling, please. So it's called the PR starter pack. It's basically the only digital PR program that allows you to have the tools of an agency at the fraction of the price. So there's pitch templates that have gotten me onto 30 podcasts. You literally plug and play. It's word for word, the same one I use. If you want to get into a gift guide, I have that script for you. And there's a proprietary media searchable database of over like 60,000 content journalists that if you were to buy this separately, it'd be like $10,000. And how much is it? 
it's only fourteen ninety five right now for like a full year access, and it includes quarterly calls with me and a top tier journalist who's actually going to review your pitch live. Last time we had a journalist from Forbes reviewing twenty five people's pitches one by one. It was incredible. <laughs> Gloria, okay, I did not realize that this was where the business has evolved to. First of all, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, because I can't scale my time, you know, so I can't be doing the one-on-one any, anymore. So I'm focused on this digital product. Okay. So, so that's Good. what I mean by two years. Like I launched a product in October of um, like, like during the pandemic, in October, 2020. So, okay. You are selling, quite frankly, a very innovative, revolutionary PR product mm-hmm. built for small businesses and startups at a very reasonable cost because you're right. Access to these databases are tens of thousands of dollars. And so, and the fact that they're getting that, they're getting the templates, the scripts, and they're getting a quarterly call with you and they're getting their pitches reviewed by journalists from Forbes. And that's, wow. First of all, I think you need to raise your prices, but that's a whole other conversation and another (laughs) podcast that we're not going to do today. Accessibility Uh, though. (laughs) Yes, but also value. And we can talk about pricing a different time because pricing is a whole thing. Okay. So is there a limit to how many of these you can sell? Nope. It's an evergreen product. They get a login and they can join the call. And the call that you do, the quarterly call, is it a group? Is it a big group session? Yeah. It's a bonus. It's kind of acting as my closing bonus, even though the cart's always open, but it kind of gives that little extra push because it's like, Hey, are you going to join this call or not? This is the only call of the quarter. Okay, now I understand. So if you have an awesome content marketer who is driving that funnel down deep, right? So they're driving the top, but they're driving the people mid-funnel down to the bottom. And then it's like, who's going to close these leads? And if they're sliding into your DMs or on social or out there and wherever, and you need somebody to just close them up, first of all, it sounds like you actually don't know if this person that you already have is great or not. It sounds like they are, to be honest. It sounds like if they've driven sales for you, I mean, it's not a lot. Without the live launches, the numbers are not as great as I would like them to be. So that's why we kind of supplement with a lot of ads. Without the live launches, what is that? So I'm not doing a live webinar and it's evergreen automated webinar. The conversion rates obviously are lower, right? Because it's a kind of a recording of one. So that's where I do a lot of Facebook ads. I don't have the bandwidth to always do live workshops all the time. So now I've been scaling back and I probably only do live webinars, big launches, probably only two times a year now. Okay. So I think I just found why you have a leaky sales funnel. So the thing about business services is the people that are buying, even if they're only getting you on a Zoom once a quarter, they want you. Mm -hmm. And so when you do, you're calling them live launches, but I'm just going to say like when they get Gloria once a quarter, they buy. Is that accurate to say? And when you started to scale it back and Mm -hmm. have you twice a year or not even in the offering at all because you want it just to be scalable you're seeing people, you're seeing your sales go down. Is that accurate? I see my sales go down when, when it's not around the time of that one call that I have per quarter. Yes. Got it. Okay. So this is not your salesperson's fault. I'm not saying that you're playing the blame game. We're, we're doing a diagnostic on yeah. your funnel and why it's abundant sometimes and not abundant at other times. And so 
we just kind of figured it out, to be honest. That being said, if I'm really hearing you, you need to move away from doing things personally because it doesn't scale. And I totally get that. So from a sales perspective, what you actually need is you need a SaaS salesperson. You need someone that sold SaaS before, like a SaaS product. Yeah. I mean, this kind of is, is a platform. So yeah, it kind of is. A, is well, a it is. It's software as yeah. a service. I mean, there's no human service in there. Mm-hmm. You're selling a SaaS product. And so in thinking through your hiring plan, you are absolutely on the right track, making your first hire your director of content marketing, because the right content served up to the right people will absolutely drive people down the funnel to the end. And you may find that it drives them right through to conversion. And the reason I'm saying that is, so I'll give another shout out. We brought on a growth marketer to work with Shaquilla hand in hand. So Shaquilla Mm -hmm. creates her and her team create the content, content strategy. They produce the content, all the things. And Manali, shout out to Manali, who's our growth marketer. She does the paid ads but she also mm-hmm. is doing SMS testing on moving people down the funnel. She's doing sales, but it's not mm-hmm. like she's like in the DMs being like, hey, don't forget to check out. Not that that's not good. And actually, by the way, somebody should be doing that. You need someone that is, this could also just be a growth marketer or it could be a salesperson, but you want the salesperson to be a super savvy SaaS seller. Yeah, but it can't be both, right? No. It's two people, no. yeah. There's my limiting belief trying to <laughs> have an no. easy solution. No, because if you want your content marketing to be everything you've ever dreamed of and more, on strategy, on point, on brand, on aesthetic, on driving funnel, on all the things, let that person do their DTFJ, do their Boom. funding job. You will have a such a happy employee and you will grow with this person. This is your first employee. This is a big deal. You want to set this person up for ultimate success. Mm -hmm. And by saying you're this renowned woman of color, content strategist, content marketer, we jive, we're in it to win it with each other. We vibe. You're going to interview this person and really look high and low for this person. Yeah. And by the way, it's not going to be that hard to find this person because it just isn't. Yeah. We're all part of this incredible community called iPhone Women. And there are so many brilliant marketers in there. Okay. So Gloria, we just talked through your problem, which is Mm -hmm. how do I think about making my first hire? Do I hire someone quote smarter than me? What's that all about? And we just really talked through it. And I think we came to a, a great place, but this is not about me as much as I'd love it to be. It's about you. How do you feel right now? Do you feel a sense of clarity? Do you feel scared? Do you feel happy? Like, what do you feel? Talk to me. I think you hit the nail on the head. And if you, if anyone who's listening, I encourage you to go back to the point where I was pushing back a little bit, because I think as, as founders, we all know what we need to do, but it's the circumstantial material limitations that scare us because it's so much easier for me to hire one person to do five things and hire five people. Right? So that's just a, simply my fear around money and resources. And you are literally reflecting that back at me. And as I grow my business, I have to constantly get 
head to head with that fear. And I'm sure you do too, because you have now many employees and it is an investment. And I think until I'm able to fully jump in, my business won't grow the way that I do. And, and you know that, right? You need to go all in in order for you to grow with somebody. So that's the ultimate lesson I'm here to learn. And you just gave me such a powerful reminder. So thank you. Wow. You guys, Gloria, just wrap that up so beautifully. <laughs> if you are ever wondering if she's amazing at her job, she is. Just Aww. listen to how she wraps up my podcast so beautifully. I mean, really, it's amazing. So I'm so glad that usually you're the one coaching me. And I'm so glad that I was able to help you and coach you a little bit today. So I want to thank you for your vulnerability and coming on the pod and sharing the problem that you have. Because as we all know, entrepreneurship problems are universal. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter where you're from. Yes, the funding gap is real and and we're not going to talk about the money pieces of it. But in terms of building your business, all entrepreneurs struggle with the same things. Who do I hire? How do I find them? What kind of skill set do they need? Is this worth the investment? What's the job description? So all of these things that you are talking about and being vulnerable and coming on a podcast and talking about, I want to say sincerely thank you because there are millions of entrepreneurs out there who will hopefully hear this podcast. We have a pretty large listenership now and it's growing. So the point of this pod is to pay forward information in a no BS real way. Because as we know, entrepreneurship as fun and as passion fueled as our jobs are, it's really effing hard to run your own business and build a business to scale. And you can't do it alone. None of us can do it alone. You need people in the hustle with you. And making that first investment in a full-time person can be a very scary first step. But I hope from the information you got today that you feel empowered that you're going to make a great choice. All right, listeners, what an episode that flew by. I could talk to Gloria for hours and hours and hours. And for those of you who want to understand how Gloria can help you and your PR dreams come true, which you absolutely should go and look at her product because she's brilliant. And the fact that you're going to get access to this huge database and also the templates and the tools that she gives you to be your own publicist is so empowering. She's teaching you to fish in a very substantive, real way and very strategic. And I just bow down to you. So Gloria, where can we find you? How can people go and buy your PR product? Thank you so much. I'm honored to be in company with women like you, and you're incredible. So you can find me on all the socials. It's Gloria Chow PR. That's spelled C-H-O-U. And you can watch the masterclass now to actually see a pitch that I wrote for someone that got them onto Fast Company with the CPR method. You can watch that now on demand at GloriaChowPR.com slash masterclass. And for anyone that's listening, if you DM me the word IFW stands for I Find Woman. I will give you a free t- pitching template that has gotten me onto 30 plus podcasts for free as a gift. Oh my gosh. Look at that, guys. She's so good. So if you slide into her DMs with IFW, you're going to get the marquee pitch template that got her onto 30 podcasts, which is insane. I'm going to DM you. I'm doing okay. it. <laughs> I just think you're genius. Gloria, thank you for coming on the show. We love you so much. And we will see everybody next time. Thank you, thank you, thank you.